Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of Astrological. This is the podcast where we take a more logical look at your astrology. I, of course, am your host. My name is Alexander, and I'll be here to guide you on this journey through the stars. Wow. Can you imagine? It's going to be a lot of fun. So, as I mentioned last time, um, my rising sign is Sagittarius, my sun sign is Virgo, and my moon sign is in Taurus. And if you don't know what that means, then stay tuned, because this podcast is going to be for you. We're going to talk about a lot of different things in this podcast. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the elements. There's four of them. They're also referred to as the quadralities, if you want to get a little bit more technical. And what they are is, of course, earth, fire, wind, air, and water. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about what they all mean, what they all inspire, what they mean in each sign, and what they mean in your planets. We're going to touch on a little bit of that because each planet is going to be a ruler of a different aspect of your personality. So... If you have a specific sign that has a specific element associated with it, then you're going to know some root definitions that give that sign specific characteristics. Earth signs, fire signs, water signs, and air signs. We'll go into that. Um, We're also going to go into which sign has each element associated with it so that you will know forever. And the expectation is that you remember it forever and never have to look it up. Ahem, Aquarius. Just kidding. The thing is, um, understanding the signs is great. Understanding their characteristics is great. But knowing where each one of them comes from gives you a broader perspective into what's happening with each one of them. We are going to talk about the planets at a later date and what each one of them means. But... We, um, today we're going to go into it slowly, right? This is only the second episode. Welcome back. <laughs> so, um, we're only going to talk about the elements today so that we can go into what each sign, uh, can represent for you. Um, it's a great thing to understand what each element is, um, and just have it at the back of your brain. You don't have to like remember everything about astrology to get, you know, a, at least some, some kind of footing or some explanation into what each one of them means, right? You can, you can just, um, yeah, I guess it's sort of the groundwork or the foundation to knowing your sign and the signs of other people. So it's kind of like understanding somebody's backstory as you get to know them. Each person has a different backstory Each person has a different history. Each person has met different people. And that makes them who they are. The foundation of your life is built on the childhood that you've had. And during that childhood, different things happen to you based on your personality and those personalities that you have. Or maybe you just have one, like, I don't know, a normal person. But (laughs) what is normal anyway? You know what I mean? Um, Those aspects of your personality might have been denoted by different signs and different planets in your birth chart. So let's get into it. Well, first of all, uh, not first of all, but like secondly, we should, I should clarify last episode, I kept saying birth chart, but I think I meant birth certificate. And it was in reference to finding the time that you were born. You can find the time that you were born on your birth certificate, which you might have to reach out to the government for, or uh, hopefully your parents know. 
Did my parents know exactly? No, that's fine. Not calling them out, but I did have to find it out for myself. <laughs> so uh, once you have that and you have your birth chart, hopefully everyone everyone was able to do it and we are all moving forward together with our birth charts in hand or at least understanding which sign is in which planets when you were born. There are 12 or 13. I think it's 12. Yes, 12. Oh my goodness, we went over that. Sorry, I just had my brain exploded for a minute. <laughs> There's 12, 12 planets, including the sun and the moon. Um, <clears throat> and that means 12 signs. So you will, hold on a minute. Yes, yeah, so there are 12, right? Of course, we already knew that. <laughs> Sorry, again, one of the wonderful things about astrology, if you're not already an astrologer, is that you might forget some things, and that's totally fine. You can always go back and search through your archives, find out the information that you needed to find out, and you can go from there, and that's totally fine too. So there are 12 different signs that you should be aware of. That's 10 planets, and then your rising sign, which I fully forgot of, and your Lilith, but we're not going to talk about Lilith right away because, oh my goodness, that is way too complicated for the second episode. No, we're going to start at the elements for each of them because that's the basics and that's what we're here to do. Make it more digestible for somebody who might not be aware. Or if you are aware, maybe you learn something new. I don't know. Stay tuned. Okay, so as we talked about, we're going to go into it four different elements for 12 different signs. Divide that up. If you can do math, that's three signs per element. And great. What does that mean? Okay, so the first sign we're going to talk about, um, well, sorry, the first element we're going to talk about is earth. Earth signs um, invoke um, stability and down-to-earthness that makes sense. So when I think about earth, I think about stones. I think about gravel. I think about sandy beaches. I think about nature growing, um, persisting through everything and being able to stand true. When you think about the earth, you think about stability. You don't think about vulnerability. You think about um, all things being rooted in reality. I think about it as being uh, materialistic in the sense that Everything is touchable. Everything is uh, real. You can see it. You can feel it, right? It's right in front of you. No denying the facts are the facts. These signs appreciate stability, need it to function, but also are the truth tellers. They're the ones that are going to be realist with you. Not necessarily as in tune with their emotions as they would like to be, but there they are. So the earth signs or the signs that are that have earth associated with them are going to be Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And these signs, again, like I mentioned, they they might be materialistic, but it's not in a negative sense. I think I mentioned it last episode where we don't I don't associate any of the traits of the zodiac to be uh, negative. It's only people that are out of balance, it's not the zodiac. So you can be materialistic and that doesn't make you bad. It's not necessarily a bad trait. When I say materialistic, I just say 
that the real, I just mean like that the real world is what can make these signs happy. So instead of, you know, maybe maybe an earth sign is more attracted to going, um, going shopping or retail therapy, buying something new or creating something new, if that's what they like to do. For Taurus, it tends to be in the realm of consumption in terms of food. Not to say that all Tauruses love food, but just to say that they do tend to be a little bit more food-oriented. Um and buying things in particular, things that are, are brand, brand new and very, very good quality. Taurus is all about quality, food quality and um, material object quality. It has to be, has to be very, very high quality. <clears throat> For Virgo, which is what I am, Virgo is uh, rooted in practicality. So everything that materialistically is Virgo is driven by, it has to be practical in some way. It has to work, it has to function, has to improve the lives of other people or themselves in order to be reliable. And depending on your other signs, your rising sign or your moon sign, if your sun sign is Virgo, you may or may not be attracted to the aesthetics of something. I definitely am. I need something to be very effective, but also in my style. But I'll get into that later as well. <clears throat> and that's actually because I have a moon in Taurus. Well, at least that's what I think. <laughs> okay, and the last earth sign is Capricorn. And Capricorn is the wiser elder, the one that is uh, super rooted in reality, uh, wants to be able to be stable for other people, tends to have more of a fatherly role. If you look at like a very old fashioned way of thinking about a family, then you will see, you know, if you think about it like a mother and father traditional role where the father is the breadwinner and the mother is the stay at home mom, then Capricorn embodies that fatherly energy that wanting to provide for other people or at least people of their station, like their friends and needing stability, but also high functioning stability where um, they're making a lot of currency, whatever currency they need, and in order to provide for other people. And so that's just one aspect of earth signs. Earth signs are also rooted in reality, like I mentioned. So they're very down to earth and they really in my experience, I've noticed that they don't like change. Earth signs are not into surprises. Trees don't move. Rocks don't move. Earth signs don't move. You know what I mean? Unless they are moved, then they will be moved. But they don't necessarily need to do it unless they want to. And this can be problematic in certain aspects, but not necessarily. If, again, you are a person who is in balance, then it won't be trouble for you. And your signs won't affect you that much, but um, in that much in a negative way. But um, if you are out of balance, then well, hopefully this podcast is helping you. <laughs> okay, so that's Earth signs for me. That's what it embodies. That's that's where they're coming from. Down to earth, realistic, rooted in reality, rooted in the material world not so flighty and tend to need a lot of alone time to be honest because they need to recharge their batteries and um you know spending a lot of time around other signs that are that enjoy other people's energy like earth signs earth uh, i'm so sorry enjoy other people's energies like air signs like air signs love other people's energies and, and exploring the human condition which we'll get into next but as opposed to those 
Earth signs need a lot of time to relax by themselves and have a good time alone, which is totally valid. <laughs> um, okay, great. So the next sign we're gonna or the next element we're gonna talk about is called air. And isn't that nice? It's all around us. So when I think of air, I think about clouds, I think about clear, I think about uh, electricity, you know, weather, I think about um, something that's not there, but is definitely present. We know that it's around. I think about voices, I think about talking and hearing and um, conversations that you can have. I think about communication and changing the world through communication as opposed to action. And um, all of these, all of these things attribute so closely to the different signs that are in them in different ways. And they're really fascinating to me because I have very little air signs in my chart, to be honest. So I like to, I like to look at them in just complete fascination, especially Aquarius. So that's the thing. The signs that are associated with air signs are Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra. And these are your social signs. People who have air signs tend to be a lot more social. Gemini in particular loves having multiple friends, loves to hang out with their friends, enjoys spending time with their friends, probably more than anyone else that you know. Your Gemini friend is the one that is always looking for the something new to do, something new and exciting to go out and find, a new conversation to have with new people many different things. And at the same time, they're wonderful because they remember everything about what you've told them. And they say, oh yes, you know, this is you, this is your specific trait. And they can pull up these things from distant, distant times, very far in the past. They will remember everything that you've said to them. And it's, it's just a nice, nice thing because they will always um, be there for you. And that's Gemini. Gemini is always looking for that new conversation to have. New conversation with old friends or new conversation to have with new friends. And it's fun. They view everyone as their friend. Libra is similar to Gemini, but I find them to be a little bit more bougie, shall we say. And that's uh, just in regards to the social aspect for them tends to be um, more of an experience. They like to go out to a very lovely dinner and have very lovely food with the very fancy, lovely drinks. And maybe they'll meet people while they're out and like have a good time and explore that communicative aspect of going out. And during this time, I know it's very difficult for all of you Libra friends to go out doing that, but hopefully you're ordering your cocktails or margaritas to your door. That's something you can do, by the way. <laughs> um, okay, great. So Libra is a fantastic... Um, for if you if you are looking for a friend to go out on the town with, they know all the best spots in your city, guaranteed. If you're looking for a brunch recommendation, ask your Libra friend. They definitely know. Yeah, they're wonderful. Um, as opposed to Aquarius, the last air sign, definitely not a water sign. Absolutely an Earth. Um, sorry, air sign. Uh, Aquarius is the water bearer, so it's the uh, the bearer of water in the sky. So if you think of it like that, it's kind of a celestial body bearing water. Um, Aquariuses are the contrarians. They they don't like going with what other people are doing. They're more into finding their own path. They like to burn down the establishment, not literally, but just the way that things are done and create something completely new. They don't like 
to build upon other people's ideas. They like to have their own ideas and then go with them. Um, and their aspect is very interesting because you won't find an Aquarius that's very into chit chat or um, starting new conversations with other people unless they have something definitely that they want to say or definitive that they want to bring up with that person in order to strike a conversation with them. Aquariuses are also very hard to impress. So if you have any Aquarius friends that, um, that you know you're just like, well, I'm not sure that they'd be into this because they have such high standards. It's because they do have high standards and that's totally fine. <laughs> but a great way to, to break into those Aquarius friends, if you've never, if you don't know, or if you're struggling in that way, you can um, bring up something new and exciting that you're sure that they haven't done before and just be like, I've never done this before. Or yeah, if you've never done it before and they have, you can be like, I know that you go to this all the time. I've never done it before why don't you take me and show me the ropes? They would love that. Aquarius loves to be the teacher as well. Um, yes. And that's air signs. Air signs are all about communication, which I think is really fascinating. Again, I don't have a lot of air in my chart, so I tend to rely on my air friends, <laughs> my airhead friends in order to have more of like, um, social interactions, which is great. As an earth sign, I have so much earth in my chart. I uh, tend to be very closed off and just uh, in timid and more um, what's that, introverted as opposed to extroverted. And that's just another aspect of my personality. So when somebody can be so out there and forward, then I'm pretty impressed. Speaking of out there and forward, let's talk about fire signs, shall we? <laughs> so your fire signs are your signs that are action signs. If you think about fire, it never stays put. It's always moving. It's always changing. And it's very, um, uh, I don't want to say destructive. Fire can be destructive. But when I think about fire, I think about warmth and I think about light. I think about change. I think about getting rid of the old and going into the new. I think about different things. I think about charging forward. I think about like heat of the moment. I think about power and structure. And I think about um, the ways that all of these can change and how things are fleeting. They're not in the moment. As opposed to an earth sign where we would love it if things were forever and <laughs> nothing would ever change. A fire sign is all about change. So if you look at the fire signs, you can see that the majority of them love things to be continuously moving. Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. And Aries people, Aries is the first in the Zodiac calendar, which is something we'll talk about later. As the first, it likes to go first. Aries likes to be the newcomer, but it also likes to be the person um, leading the way. So Aries is the sign that um, breaks through first, does it first. Even if they fail, they don't care. They're moving on to the next thing. And that's very fire sign of them. I would, me personally, I think that Aries is the quintessential fire sign. They really embody what it means in order to be um, moving, constantly moving. And that's truly what a fire sign is. When you think about the other fire signs, Leo, Leo is the fixed fire sign. We'll go into what that means a little bit later. Um, the fixed fire sign, it means that they... Um, are more stable and on the ground. So again, I think I mentioned it last episode, all of the signs that are quadruped signs are very stable. They tend to be fairly stable. And all of the fire signs are quadruped animals. 
One of them is a half animal, but we'll get to that in a minute. Leos uh, like are lions, as I'm sure you're aware. <laughs> Your Leo friends love being Leos, don't they? Oh my goodness. But it's great because they are so confident in, in being who they are that they don't need other people to shine spotlights on them. They can be their own spotlight. And when they get that recognition for being who they are, then they can move forward with their lives. A Leo is most sad when they're not getting recognized for who they are and they need it. And it's not a bad thing. It's just, if you've ever hung out with a Leo friend, you'll notice that mm, they share experiences with you by relating their experiences to their own lives, your experiences to their own lives. And they'll say, oh yeah, that was just like the time that I did this. And it seems like they're turning the clock or turning the conversation back onto them. But really, they're just trying to identify with you using what they know, which is their experience. There might be some undertones of, you know, trying to get somebody to say, wow, amazing. But who knows? <laughs> Leo is a wonderful sign. Again, like I said, I don't have any grief or uh, struggles or um, belief that any of the signs are negative. These are all positive traits that I'm explaining. Uh, and yeah, so the final fire sign is Sagittarius, the centaur. And when you watch Sagittarius, you'll see that they're very much horse people. <laughs> and that's not rude. <laughs> Uh, half horse, half human, because they have the mind to discover new areas as they are bursting through the plains, finding new areas of, of things to travel to. They love to find the new and exciting. They don't like to stay put. If you think about a horse, horses never stay put for too long. They travel in packs usually, as long as those packs are, or as long as every single horse in that pack is on the same path as them, they have no trouble. Uh, Sagittarius is also don't like being still for a moment. They don't love being in a relationship. They feel kind of trapped, but they, because they always like to feel like they're moving. They don't want anything to be stale or stagnant. They always want things to be moving, which is very fire, in my opinion. You know, and just they embody um, the movement of fire, just the always finding something new, you know, always pointing their arrow because the symbol of Sagittarius is an arrow, always pointing their arrow at the new and exciting things that they want to conquer and, and travel or um, conquer and go to. They love travel. They love learning new languages in particular. They love learning about religion. They don't necessarily prescribe to any, but they love to find new information. Them and Gemini, those two together, like to find the new things in life. And where Sagittarius likes to experience them, Gemini likes to talk about them, which is very interesting. Okay. So those are your fire signs. Um, Moving right along, the last one we're going to talk about is the water signs. So water signs, for me, uh, water signs are very emotional, and they're very in tune with their emotions. They can tap into them very well. Water, when I think about water, I think about flowing movement. I think about down in the ground. I think about... Um, freshness. I think about spearmint, reminiscence of water. I think about um, power. I think about change. Water is the element of change. I think about um, demolishing structure, but in a slow emotional sense. If you think about the way that a stream will move around a boulder, if you think about the way that a stream will change over time, rivers don't stay in the same place. They change because the water is eroding aspects in different uh, areas so that they can become different and, and uh, move that way. But nothing stays still. It's very flowy. 
You can also think about water as being very cold. It can, um, when you think about ice, it can be stagnant. But again, it does have the ability to change. And that's very interesting because um, water signs that are so in tune with their emotions have the ability more than any other sign to see other people's point of view because they can put themselves in those emotions that other people had and they can see where or how people would feel if things were happening to them that they were happening to other people. They can understand somebody else's pain a little bit easier. Your water signs are Cancer, the crab, and um, Pisces, and of course, Scorpio. So Cancers, we talked a little bit before when we talked about Earth signs, we talked about Capricorn being that fatherly figure. On the flip side of that, Cancer, and this is a traditional relationship, it's not a modern relationship, so it's just the way things used to be, obviously... That's not right for everyone. And the way that we define a relationship is different today than it was 100 years ago or whatever. But what I'm saying is just so you that it's a little bit understand or, or people or that you can understand it a little bit easier is uh, cancer embodies that motherly figure, very protective of the home, um, very emotionally available for other people but also very protective. Cancer is the one, because if you think about a crab, you think about soft, squishy inside, hard outside with pinchers, right? And that's kind of what it is. Like uh, cancers are very emotional. They're ruled by the moon. The ruling planet is the moon and they can feel their emotions deep down very, very easily. They can also tap into them very easily, which is interesting. Um, if you also think about the uh, emotionality of water signs, then you're also going to know that um, Pisces is one of the most emotional signs. The thing with Pisces is that they are symbolized by these two fish that are encompassing each other. And if you watch them, then you can see that one fish is going up into the sky and one fish is coming back down to earth. And what Pisces really embodies is the chaos and knowledge of the universe being brought back down to humans. So not only does Pisces embody all the other signs being the last sign in the zodiac, but it also is the sign that is most emotionally in tune with itself and other people. Your Pisces are your friends that can walk into a room and know everything that's going on with everyone in that room. They're sort of psychic in that way. They're very mystical, sort of magical people. Yeah. Um, it's a very mystical, magical sort of sign, and it's a very emotional sign. And then uh, lastly, we have Scorpio. And Scorpio is the most interesting sign in the Zodiac, for me, I think so anyway. They are fixed water. So what that means is that they tend to be way more mysterious and held back than signs that are not fixed. So um, a Scorpio, the symbol for a Scorpio is the scorpion, which is, um, you know, likes to spend a lot of its time underground until it needs to surface in order to find food or water or what it needs to live. That can be said for Scorpios as well. They tend to be more reserved and I would say hidden to the world, only sharing their experiences that they want to share, which is, you know, absolutely their right. But instead of being forward facing with all of their experiences or all of their emotions, they like to 
um, hold their air of mystery by not not expressing everything that they have in their brain, which is to me sort of like if you think about the other water signs that are very flowy, very emotional, Scorpio is more like ice. It's more, it's a little bit colder, um, but it's really just more of a reserved sign. They're not cold. They're just reserved, which is fine. I'm a Virgo. Virgos are also reserved. It can be, it can be tough to express emotions just straight out the gate. You know, we all got trauma. <laughs> okay. So, and those are your signs. Those are ones. So to cap it all off, we'll go through the elements again. Your earth element signs are Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. Your air signs are Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. Your uh, fire signs are Aries, Leo, Sagittarius, and your water signs are Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces. Typically, that is in the order that they arrive in the Zodiac. So the Zodiac calendar, again, starts with Aries and ends with Pisces. So if you wanted to look at it that way, you can, but you don't have to. Um, great. Talking about the age of each of the signs is definitely another podcast that is another episode that we can do because it's a lot to go into at the moment. Okay. So that is it for what each element is in each sign. I hope you enjoyed listening to this. If you have any questions, feel free to comment. I'll try my best. Um, other than that, again, my name is Alexander and this has been Astrological, the podcast where we take a logical look at your astrology.